Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Imagine a plant happily growing in a field. Give it carbon dioxide, water and sunlight, and it makes energy and oxygen. But getting enough light to photosynthesize isn't always easy. Cloudy days, overhanging trees, or being overshadowed by taller crops can limit your light exposure, and this in turn can impact a plant's growth and therefore how much food you have. We're obviously facing a bottleneck in the amount of land that we're able to use to grow crops. And with the increasing global population and increased climate change being what it is, we really need to focus on um, improving yield with the land that we can use and trying to cope with situations where light actually might be limiting. Out this week is news that by upping the sensitivity of a protein that coordinates light capture... Janie Hart from Cold Spring Harbour Laboratory in New York, formerly of the University of Glasgow, and her colleagues have been able to grow plants in low light conditions in the lab. Janie tweaked the genes of a protein called phototropin, which coordinates some processes important for photosynthesis. It can make leaves flatter, which increases the surface area for light absorption, and it can encourage the photosynthesis hubs within plant cells, known as chloroplasts, to move around and get in the best position for light capture. When light becomes a really limiting factor in their growth, the chloroplasts will accumulate at the top of the leaf. They're able to get more light than they could if they were randomly dispersed in the cell. Because phototropin, the protein that we work with, actually is in control of this process at a cellular level, when you make it more sensitive, the chloroplasts are much, much better at positioning themselves at the top of the cell to get the most light that they can under conditions where there's not very much light at all. So how did they manage to make this happen? Luckily, the light-sensing bit of this protein is pretty well studied, so by drawing on previous work, Janie was able to, in a test tube, see how long various mutated forms of the protein stayed active in response to light. And then after we identified the best candidates, we actually introduced the mutation into the proteins in plants. So we turned the lights down way low where the plants were growing and tried to see whether the plants performed better under these low light conditions compared to plants that were not modified. So by altering this light sensitive protein to act as if it were in high level light conditions, even when it's not, Janie's study plants were able to grow even when light levels were low. 
What is actually happening in the protein is that um, a chemical bond forms between one part of the protein and another part of the protein in light. And the protein becomes active and is able to actually make its signal like, hey, there's light here. Eventually, this bond breaks and the protein goes back to a stark state. So it's no longer signaling. And so what we did was we made chemical modifications to this like, process that it made this bond more stable which means that it retains this light state for a longer period of time and is able to signal for longer. And the really important part of this, even if the light goes away, you still are acting like you are being grown in the light. And this is really what enables it to be more efficient than normal plants. Now, how much more plants you can grow, or how bad the light levels have to be, and the plants will still grow, depend on the plant itself, cautions Janie. And so far, this change has only been made in study plants in the laboratory. Making these kinds of modifications can also have detrimental effects on plant growth sometime under certain conditions. So you really would have to test a specific crop plant in order to see whether it would uh, work properly or work out in an agricultural situation. But you can imagine that, yeah, if the plants are being grown in a suboptimal light condition or in a, a canopy somehow, that you actually might be able to improve their growth under the situation. And that's really the, the kind of application that you could do with this work. 